Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Oh, oh man. So my room is an absolute whirlwind right now. Do I want to show everyone that right now? <laughs> just, just look at this big whoa pile of junk. Oh, that was the hard. Oh, so are we at? Are we at? We are live right now, or are we not? Oh, yeah, we are, we we are live. Well, we're, we're, we're oh, recording, wow. but not live. Recording, but not live. Oh, okay. No, cool. What but no, um, so, no. I'm heading to Asheville uh, tomorrow. Never been. Um, yeah, it's a great excited. place. Yeah. Yeah. Who all are you going with? You want my cousin and his girlfriend's going, and then now Teets fucking got in on it. Oh hell yeah. Yeah, so. and you're going for like what, like four nights? Uh, six, six. Oh shit! Yeah, I knew it was more than just like two or three, but wow! So you're doing like a whole week there. Uh, yeah, I think we're Saturday through Friday. Wow. Do you have like anything specific planned? Or well, I, gonna... I, I I know tomorrow we're gonna stop it in Pigeon Forge and stay there because the Airbnb situation was very, like, since we like we were originally gonna go to L.A. and then like that blew up in our faces. Um, which I'm kind of glad because that would have cost like because this trip like as as much as it's cost that LA trip would have easily been like three thousand dollars and I just cannot oh, yeah. afford that at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But uh, but yeah. Um, then we planned it and then we started find, looking for Airbnbs and of course all of them are booked up. So uh, we had we've had to get two different ones. Yeah. Um, but tomorrow we're gonna go to Pigeon Forge. We're gonna go to Dollywood. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. So ride some uh, roller coasters. Um, do some stuff like that. And then uh, I know the Biltmore's down there, but I'm not the most excited about that. But I guess I'm more excited about just like hitting up some breweries. Oh, yeah. That's what it's all about there. Yeah, yeah. Good, so, good food, good beer. Everything's pretty much walkable. I've been yeah. th- at least three times, I think maybe four, but uh, I've yeah. never been to the Biltmore once. So I'm sure it's cool, you know, but. Uh, yeah, I'm, it's 80 bucks to go there. And I'm just. Yeah, like, that's I, another I, would, thing. I would rather spend it elsewhere. That's like, <laughs> yeah, that's like food. Oh yeah, you can yeah. Uh, you can hit up the original High Wire, baby. Oh yeah, fuck, I forgot about that. Yeah, I've Damn. been there. Yeah, okay. there's tons of great breweries. Um, Wicked Weed is definitely kind of the most well known. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they still have what was it called? So they have Wicked Weed Brewing, and then there's a separate one. It's called the Funkatorium, and it's uh-huh. all like funky and sour beers, and okay. it's fucking amazing. So, nice. And, and I know there's a new Belgium down there. Uh, yeah, that that's a little bit off. Like you, ha- you would have to drive there. Like most, mm-hmm. like of the downtown, it's you can walk yeah, everywhere. Cause, but cause, that's a, a little bit out of town. But we did go there, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, or no, yeah, that was Sierra Nevada. Oh yeah, so to. so yeah, no, I saw that. They I did not go there. to New Belgium. We went so, to so, Sierra Nevada. So it seems like a lot of like large national craft breweries, like their eastern distribution hub, is there, or their eastern you yeah. know kind of lo- location. Um, but no, our, the first Airbnb is downtown. The second one is kind of more remote, but we kind of, when we were, when we were in this situation, we were like, well, let's just say fuck it and pick a remote one and just do a, a remote thing, you know, kind of more of a nature cabin-y kind of thing. So yeah. that's how it turned out. Yeah. Are you going to do any, are you going to do any hiking or anything like that? Oh yeah. Yeah. I think we're definitely going to probably do some hiking and stuff like that. I think, yeah, Dusty, he's been there before. Mentioned driving the Blue Ridge Parkway. 
um, you know, kind of like mm-hmm. at least driving yep, that. Yep. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I imagine we'll do like a couple, couple hikey things. But I'm kind of yeah, letting we went them for my steer- brothers. Uh huh. Yeah, we're having a little bit of a lag here still. Shit. Um, God damn but it. We went, for, yeah. we went, we went for my brother's bachelor party, and we did a hike. I can't remember. It was like a mountain, and we hiked all the way up and then back down, and it was pretty oh, sweet. Is it, it, but again, it, it was it was like a bit of a drive out of town, but it was it was awesome. Yeah, I, I imagine we'll do that one day. But I did read that like the largest apple mountain in the Appalachians, like east of the Mississippi is in the area so perhaps that's it i don't, I forget what the name yeah. was but well yeah you're gonna have a hell of a time that's awesome um yeah, real exactly. quick i decided since i just had to drop 500 on tires that i am not going to summer slam which it was yeah. it was kind of looking that way anyway just you know i didn't really want to drive no. by myself and just can't really afford it at this point but uh there's also so smackdown's coming to louisville yeah which i want to do AEW's coming to Cincy and I think Louisville too. Collisions going to Lexington. Really? So we'll have we'll have some options, options for some yeah. uh, local because, shows here. Because yeah, like school's getting ready to start back for me. So yeah, like the Friday, Saturday night stuff I am so down for. Well, and that's obviously a lot when I work, unfortunately. Oh but, shit, yeah. But but yeah. once we get through like labor day you know things kind of slow down so i think i should have a little bit more freedom and with enough like advance i can certainly like take the night off to go to like one of these shows so we'll certainly make it happen it's a shame that you know wrestle arts and that like you know i hope we can get back there at some point i I, I did see that the zoo is sponsoring them yeah 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 but I think their next show is next Saturday. You know, won't be able to make that one, but hopefully we can uh, get back down there at some back point and back John's. to old uh, Derby City Wrestling. Here. Oh yeah, no, I mean like I definitely want to go back to that one. I mean, I, I would like to see where they're at. You For know, sure, where it's sort of you know. But life and schedules, and we both now have significant others, so things yeah. are uh, things are busy. But uh, yeah, we carry busy. on here. So yeah, shall yeah. we? Uh, yes, we do. Get next- this going. Let's get it going. Okay. All right. That, was, that might be the longest cold open. It's not <laughs> yeah. story based. Yeah. <laughs> within six minutes. We just keep that in there and then let's just go. Buster Boys, episode 113. My name is Brett Jagger, along with my father, Beaumont Rand. Hello, son. I'm double, <laughs> I'm double fisting here. Bell's <laughs> over on a Kroger seltzer water. Hell yeah. You can see that the, that the light on my com- computer is smudging the seltzer water slightly. I've got some Gold Peak unsweetened tea that Tara left here, but it's the only thing in the fridge that had caffeine in it, so oh, I went for okay. it. Well, It's not bad. Is, is Addie still gone? Uh, no, they got back Sunday, so they've yeah. been back all week, yeah. Yeah, oh, nice. 
Good deal. Miles is even crazier, and he's big now. Oh, really? Like you know, like like not fully grown yet, but just but, you know. Yeah, he's getting big, and he's a little asshole, but you know. How's Ross Dower handling? Is he still just? He's been fine. He actually today, I feel like it's the first time I noticed that he was like really barking a lot. So yeah. maybe Vermont chilled his ass out for a little bit. Yeah. So I and I haven't really seen them interacting a ton. So. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, we just had a long cold open talking about your upcoming trip to Asheville. You got uh, anything else here the, that's happened in the last week or week and a half or so since we've recorded? Not, re- not really. I went out for Burger Week last night, you know, yeah. which I guess is Burger Week all over the place. It was pretty good. Um, are, yeah. you're all, are you you all have a burger, don't you? Yeah, we're not. Uh, but I not don't know in. why, but we're not participating. But I did have our burger last night and it was it's it's hot. It's a hell of a burger. I mean, it's just a standard burger, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's good shit. So that's sometimes all you want. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, uh, I uh, had the absolute privilege of going to the Beyonce show. Oh, yeah. Let's Google hear about that. From the sixth row on the floor. Thank you to my friend Chris. So, were there, the were there seats or was it all standing? It was seats. Um, okay. But I mean, we're pretty, you're standing the whole time, except like she would do like outfit changes, you know, uh-huh. probably like six different times. And like that was always, you know, they'd bring like the dancers out or the backup singers. So there was always stuff going on on yeah. but like sometimes we'd sit for you know that like five minutes because it was a long show and you know got to save the legs and back but three no, hours man, yeah it was i think just shy of three maybe no it probably was about but anyway yeah it was incredible i mean i wouldn't i would say i've always liked beyonce i've never really like gone out of my way to listen to her a ton you know when that lemonade album came out like renaissance that, is a good album her new see i hadn't even listened to that until after the show uh-huh. so but anyway it was one of the best concert shows i've ever been to just yeah. when you're that close mm-hmm. she's just so fucking good like i kept saying like she's such a unit like she is yeah. just so powerful and the dancers the singers you know it's all very like obviously black culture gay culture you know very highlighted just beautiful beautiful stuff you know it was incredible yeah incredible. No, and it seems like, you know, like I was asking Teets too, I was like, who was the predominant crowd there? Because um, we were actually, so we were driving to go to Burger Week and we come we come across the Second Street Bridge and tons of people are going to the Umster. I'm like, ah, you know, what show is this? It's Alicia Keys. Oh, and I look over yeah. to like notice the crowd and it's like older, you know, uh-huh. or definitely like people who are like dressed up to go to a show. And Beyonce, <laughs> I saw a lot of just stuff online of Louisville of like people with their like squads, like all like dressed up and. Oh yeah, shiny shit. Yeah, we like you know, so. Will it was an and, event in that aspect. Yeah. yeah, Will, Katie, Alyssa, who's our friend Andrew's wife, who was with us at the Columbus show. Okay, like, yeah, they were yeah, all yeah. in like mesh and like I I threw some glitter on me because they had some glitter. Yeah, but no, it was like a, it was definitely a mixed bag of a crowd. Even like you know as close as we were, and I know you know I fortunately didn't have to pay for my ticket, but I know they were. Uh, over a thousand dollars i'm pretty sure but even still like there were multiple like mothers and sons mothers and daughters young old you know black white asian you know all over yeah and and, and that's what i saw you know a nice melting pot of just humanity and love and everyone being together and it was tremendous oh yeah just like the broadness of of, of the appeal and stuff and like her music's really good exactly yeah you're, you're going to see like this sort of like 
very reductionist base level like this is actually like pretty she's pretty, incredible yeah, yeah 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 pretty good like artistically stuff so um so i'm glad you got to go man because teach yeah. loved it um and yeah i mean everything i saw from it was really cool and, and also the rarity of a game at um the artist formerly known as cardinal stadium lnn yeah. stadium now which like i think taylor swift's been there i think there was a kenny chesney show there at the <laughs> yeah, height of it I, right. and i think the stones because i know they're big <laughs> tour was like in 2020 but it got canceled during COVID. i think they were going to be there okay so it's, so it's like you know that place hosts shows like very rarely yeah like it seems it, like since it's owned by uofl they don't like to kind of ship it out too much yeah well it was um, cool you know. like you know obviously i've been there so many times for football games and it's been a while so we'll definitely have to go to one this year now that i'm here but it was cool just like walking into that stadium and like mm -hmm. walking down through the lower bowl and onto yeah. the field. And it's like, Oh yeah, we're just on the field right now. Getting yeah. ready to watch this yeah. badass show. Yeah. The only two times I've been on the field are when I'm stormed it. So, yeah. you know, yeah. Um, I guess I, one of them was probably the time I did with freshman year against West Virginia. Yeah. What was the other? Oh my, oh my wake forest this year, which I'm kind of embarrassed to say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, like well, we had seats like on in the south end zone, like five rows down, and every all these students were doing it. And yeah. I was with MB, and and he was with his uh nephew, and and his nephew was like nineteen mm -hmm. or eighteen or nineteen, and his buddy, and they both like, you know, I think his nephew is now going to U of L, and so they've always sort of like looked at U of L as this great thing. So they wanted to storm the field, and I was like, yeah. by all means, yeah, why not? I'll go. Yeah. And that's and that's when I walked by Malik Cunningham. I'm like, I'm the same size as you. <laughs> Good lord, you know, yeah. Well, and it's worth it because fuck Dave Clawson. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, fucking <laughs> Lee Plummer Clawson. Swiped Stole his girl, his girl at, the at the bar. Yeah, God. <laughs> so oh shit well before we're gonna talk uh mostly uh dynamite blood and guts so it's yep. been a little bit since we've reviewed dynamite but obviously this was a big one with yes. the debut of a little bit chunkier uh kota abushi but yeah, still yeah, very yeah. very cool um but we're also since the last time we talked we reviewed collision and um had that incredible match between bullet club gold and ftr which saw jay and juice win to earn the title shot um which was a best of two out of three falls what i think it ended up 58 minutes um it was incredible i say let's just jump right into sure. it baby yeah, um it. I, you just watched this today you mm -hmm. know i watched it i guess it would have been Sunday, Monday, maybe I can't remember exactly, but uh, wow, yeah. um, to you know, to have that level of intensity, urgency, everything for that long like, I didn't realize obviously there's commercials, but the link that I watched did have like some where you could watch the commercials, I think, anyway. Uh, no, yeah, no, no, the, the Daily Motion did not ha have the commercials, yeah, which, which they typically don't have. Yeah, maybe it was the week prior, but regardless, like it never felt like 58 minutes ever. Yeah. Like it felt like that felt like so much more fast paced. Yeah. Well, second fall alone, real quick, that second fall alone was fucking crazy and had like six times where it felt like FTR was going to win. And it was largely Jay White kept kicking out, kept kicking out. Crowd was losing their minds um ftr finally got it and they ultimately get the win but yeah sorry i uh 
just spout it no, out no, there, no, but you okay. just watched it. What yes. did you think of this yeah. monstrosity? Yeah, I mean, um, well, it was sort of prefaced whenever I was scrolling through Twitter. Someone said the best American tag team match on television. Yeah. Was the qualifier. And I'm like, okay. You know, so I watched it and like, what I was really impressed by is like, you know, whenever you have like big long matches like this, they kind of get, they kind of become a bit of like, like there's the moment in between like when the match opens and then it gets like really bloody and there's that like big end where it's kind of a little bit of a slog. And this like was sort of very even throughout. Yeah. You know, the evenness um, I thought was like the, the, the main quality that I at least took away from it. Like there was no like, Oh, here's the phase whenever like everyone's flipping around and here's the phase where, you know, someone got their head busted open and here's the, you know, like, sure. There, there were spots. There was, you know, the, the, the spot in the crowd. You know, my favorite spot was whenever cash Wheeler fucking threw was it juice Robinson. Oh yeah. Threw him out of the ring. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, okay. Something. You know, I never really seen anyone do it, but, um, but yeah, just sort of the, the evenness of this and like contrasted with dynamite where dynamite was just injected with story. This was just a wrestling match. Yes. In a, in a, spectacular one and yeah i think just sort of just the the evenness of it is my big takeaway yeah i mean it it was just like i said it never it never let up it never felt like it was dragging you know there are of course slower parts there has to be in 58 minutes but i never felt disengaged i was in it the whole because yeah i mean i thought ftr was gonna win you know like the fact that juice and jay even got that win over them the previous week was or whenever it was two weeks prior Mm -hmm was a big deal obviously mm-hmm. so i mean yeah it's just the crowd you know the energy i can't again i can't remember any like sp- too many specific yeah. spots off the top of my and, head. and this is calgary wow. right yeah was the crowd calgary alberta actually yeah. um funny enough in the script this week i had no idea aew was going to be at calgary <laughs> and like there's a bit where um, someone interviews someone at an AEW show and I put Calgary, Alberta, because I was just like, oh, I need a town. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Wild, wild. So The yeah. home of Owen Hart. Yes. Which obviously that was the cup final, which uh, it was Willow Nightingale and CM Punk, or excuse me, Ricky Starks getting the win over CM Punk. Did you watch that or did you just watch that? Uh, no, I, unfortunately. I but I know Ricky Starks won. And, yeah. and and I watched the, I saw a highlight where he had like a roll up win. Yeah. You know, match um, was good. Not great. You know, probably like three and a half stars. I'm glad Punk didn't win, but, um, yeah. but yeah, um, you know, I don't really have too, too much else to say, like, specifically about that match, but uh, it was incredible. And if you haven't seen it, please watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I just want to say I'm thrilled that Switchblade Jay White is getting his due here. Yeah, I mean, they didn't win, but he was presented like a fucking star in this match. I mean, they couldn't beat him. You know, like, that was what that whole second fall was about. Like, FTR, you know, after all those near falls, like, just like flabbergasted like what do we have to do to put this guy away? i know yeah yeah and it was tons of them like yeah. like like, like it, they, they were like they populated the match so much and like one thing i wish aew would have done would like would have shown a graphic and maybe like i guess maybe daily motion could have admitted it if it's in there but like you know like where the falls were at just because like there were so many near falls and it was so compelling and i was paying attention to like other things in the match that i yeah. just kind of forgot about that 
Well, because, which, yeah, like, which is a testament to what it was. Well, know? and yeah, usually that like that second fall is kind of more how the last fall is treated, where it's just like near fall after near fall and craziness. But that's what made it so unique is like I've never seen a two out of three falls match where the middle fall was by far not only the longest, but most compelling. You know, it's usually the end. Yeah. Well, you know, typically in a heel versus face, the heels will almost always win the first fall because, you know, it makes mm-hmm. sense uh, just to kind of give them that advantage, which, mm-hmm. of course, they did in this one. But, yeah, that second one, it was just crescendo. It, it felt like a crescendo like multiple times because, you know, you just didn't know what the hell was going to happen. And mm-hmm. then it, it ended, you know, of course, the final fall. You know, it started off a little slow and then got wild. And I think it ended up with Juice tapping to the sharpshooter, right? Yep, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, in in Albert, in Calgary, home of Brett Noe and Hart, yeah. who made the sharpshooter that's, famous. There, there were sharpshooters aplenty in. Yeah, there were a lot of them. There were. You know, yeah. But in a cool moment for FTR, who are obviously huge Bret Hart guys, you know, they were in the pink and black. Um, you know, to get that win in Calgary with the sharpshooter. Very cool. And then, yeah, they te- or like FTR, they extended the hands after the match, right? And Juice mm-hmm. and Jay basically said, fuck off. No. So. Yeah, and then now they move on to, you know, as we'll get into Dynamite, you know, like another storyline, you know, because they, they are, you know, or at least not not, not Jay White and um, Juice, but. FTR, FTR, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll be but, 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 but I mean, I hope like Jay, Jay White. Yeah, you know, let's Juice, keep like. Keep the yes. foot on the gas and here, keep, and, and, and and keep them involved. You yes. know, keep them involved. Like I would love to see them get involved with this upcoming FTR. Spoiler alert: MJF Cole match. <laughs> you know, um, like I would love to see like 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 those six. Like not in a match, but like you know, just kind of mixing it up. Yeah, yeah, mixing it up. Like you know, like what better can you get in AEW? Yeah, and like they have been prominently featured on Collision since day one, and I assume it's going to stay that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's it's great. Um, I'm glad Juice Robinson is getting this love too because he's a guy that I felt has always been relatively underrated. I mean, he's he can be hit and miss, but he's had some incredible matches in New Japan. Mm-hmm. More as a baby face, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's also one of the funniest motherfuckers out there. Um, he's mm-hmm. cut so many hilarious promos yeah. in New Japan. And, and, and speaking of Collision, too, like watching that like intro, I know exactly what, what you said last episode about how it's very nineties. Yeah, yeah, like classic wrestling and like the music too. I noticed, uh-huh. like, like, like not the Elton John, but like the it's like this very like nineties synth, like you know. Yeah, no, definitely, I, I, I definitely uh, saw that a fresh presentation for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, kudos to all four men. I gave it five stars. I don't really go above that. Dave Meltzer gave it five and a quarter. So uh, yeah, this match was the real deal indeed. Cannonballs this summer. It's not about the size of those cannonballs, it's about making a splash with our friends at Manscaped. Prep for barbecue season by making sure your grill master has the hottest dogs the summer's ever seen. When you're at the cookout, let the meat <laughs> let the meat speak for itself with Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0. 
It's time to get ready and not sweaty, Breddy, by going to manscaped.com and using promo code BBB for 20% off and free shipping. Tell them more, buddy. All right, the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 has everything you need to guarantee you'll have the most mouthwatering treats at the party. They have built the ultimate bundle for your summer grooming. Their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. Ceramic blade. Yeah, not, not, not a metal blade, but ceramic. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction wow. on off switch that can engage a tra- travel log and gives you the ability to turn that 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when Ooh. needed for more precise shave did i mention this trimmer is waterproof too beach pool or shower or bath technically this razor will devour even the strongest pubes even hot tub but now that you can feel safe wearing a low cut swim not not above the ground pools though no. uh, now that but now that you can feel safe wearing a low cut swimsuit without any stragglers peeking out use manscaped's liquid formulation basically the ball of freshness version of crack and open a cold one They've got mm. crop preserver ball deodorant keeping you cool from sunrise to sunset. Got, the, got their fiddler on the roof vibes going. Mm. Um, with a soothing aloe vera formula, it's the best in the business for below the waist freshness. And they even threw in two free gifts to the performance tour point oh, the boxers and the shed travel bag guys. Oh, shed. Wearing sandals. Okay, for a second, whenever they brought up sandals, I'm like, do they make sandals now? Because I'm a big sandals guy. <laughs> you are no, a big I, I, sandal guy. Yeah, no, no one see, sees my feet very much here unless you see me in person. <laughs> but they don't have sandals, but they have this. Wearing sandals with some nasty toenails during the summer months. Take a look at the Billy Shears 2.0, a luxury nail grooming kit. This kit includes stainless steel nail cutters, tweezers, and grooming scissors as a treat. Add in the crop mops to your order, a moist towel. Made specifically for your beach balls, it's the best midday refresher to stop your popsicle from melting. Speaking of popsicles, I'm drinking the Rocket Pop variety of twisted tea. It is the best in the biz. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code BBB at manscaped.com. Twisted Tea should sponsor us too. That's 20% off and free shipping at the code at manscaped.com with the code BBB. Manscaped, the perfect way. Get your patties sizzling hot this summer. That's how you want your balls. Well, fucking thank you. Yes, sir. AEW Dynamite episode 198. They're coming up on 200 here. Are they doing anything special for that? I don't know. I would guess we'd probably hear this upcoming week. You know, if I'd I'd assume they'll probably make something out of it. I mean, you know, maybe have some big matches. Let's see where the location is, at least. Um, uh, July 26th, Albany. So it would be the week after that. Yes. Um, you have the 200 Dynamite Tampa at the Yingling okay. Center. Home okay. of the South Florida Bulls and Omas. Uh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Well, this one was live from the TD Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Blood and Guts, the third installment of such, but we will start from the top. (laughs) I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this whole thing, but uh, Jack Perry, no longer Jungle Boy, fucking buried him in the desert, defeats Hook, his first loss in 11 minutes, 40 seconds. Let's start from the top. What would you think of... Jungle Boy, the video of Jungle Boy burying 
or Jack, excuse me, Jack Perry burying Jungle Boy in the sand and then coming out to Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. Well, I'd like to ask my friend Sam about it. Sam, Samuel, Samuel Morse. Because this shit was telegraphed. <laughs> it was telegraphed. Like, it was, like, it was a bit much, you know, um, like, like I get that we're, we're like doing this thing and I like how the music, you know, like all the stuff that we said needed to happen has happened, but it's done in kind of like a almost like cringy way for jungle yeah. boy. And I don't know if that's the intent that yeah. like him playing a villain just seems so out of character. Um, Like, and they can like, I don't know if I were like booking this thing, I would like, lean into that lean into the fact that he's trying to be a heel but he sucks at it yeah you know because like that's sort of what i got from it that it felt unnatural to him yeah yeah uh, but 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 like and i want to like that i want to look at it from this point of view versus like dead serious yeah yeah i i <clears throat> i didn't mind the whole like burying you know the symbolism of it like all right now we know for sure jungle the jungle boy character is no more no. So like I you know close the book on that, but right. <sighs> Beethoven's Fifth man that yeah. was uh, well I mean that like, was an interesting choice. Uh, Let's also because like oh actually Beethoven's Fifth was used during um, let my podcast go because it, <laughs> because it's in the it's been the public domain for a hundred years. Yeah, you know so you like yeah didn't have to pay for that one. Well, and he's got no connection to it, and he doesn't have the like. Like that's you know the dun, 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 dun. yeah you know literally supposed to be the epitome of fate knocking at the door is what it was supposed to be musically evocative of, and like Jungle Boy is just not near that yet, so it's like yeah yeah, yeah he does he just doesn't quite have the bravado yeah. and, and, the, to come and, out to that I don't and, feel and I hope they like run toward that you know because I think that could be like an interesting wrestling thing just like a some guy who's like all right I'm on the precipice of being a heel I need to be a heel. But like it's like not natural to him. Yeah. You know, I I would like to see that. You know, yeah. that would be fun. I will say I did like it a little better after the match. It I, him walking out to it didn't work for me. But after the match, it felt a little better. But and I loved like, you know, his smug ass pin when he kind of just like laid back on him with that fucking smile. Like I like that. I thought that was good. I, I like it. I, I like it, but I just hope the angle that I'm looking at is, is how they're going at it. Like, I, I just like I'm invested in it for that. But if it's dead serious, like, I don't know. You can go I bet it's probably going to be dead serious, but we'll uh, see. But what do you think of the actual match? That's pretty good. You know, yeah. it's pretty good. It was fun. You know, it was hook like the best, like most involving hook match. For sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, no, been like, say, you'd been saying take the kid gloves off for months. Yeah. I mean, this was, I would guess, probably his longest match. Yeah. And, and I, I will say had, this. Yeah, yeah, like a, this is a bit more of like not an obvious loss, but like you know, like if you put like odds on it, like you'd be a pretty significant underdog. Yeah, I mean, I I, I thought Jack Perry was going to win this match. I mean, yeah. he had to to establish him mm-hmm. as the heel in whatever direction he's gonna go. Like, yeah. um, and like the loss should only mean more interesting things for Hook because. Yeah. You know, he hasn't experienced that. He's had very few, you yeah. know, real big time matches. So yeah. how does he respond from this? Does Taz maybe take more of an active role with I hope Hook? so? You know, I would definitely like to see that. You know, the days of Team Taz, we certainly uh quite enjoyed those. Yeah, um, 
I was watching this. I'm like, is this sort of the last like embers of the team Taz fire? You know, yeah, just, like, I mean, sort of floating around. But uh, but yeah, you know, I I think like I said, like you know, most interesting decision for both of these characters. So I think this match like has helped both of these guys like kind of go to where they need to be. Yeah. Um. You know, it was just kind of I don't know, a little weird. Yeah, match was good, not great. You know, maybe three and a quarter stars, three and a half, maybe, you know, hook was showing some fire for sure. Um, but yeah, I think we all knew jungle boy was, or it's going to be weird. Jack Perry. Jack Perry. Yeah. With his boots. They kept talking about, look at them boots. Yeah. I'm like, what are they? Doc Martens? Like, <laughs> you know, like, and he ended up hitting hook with the FTW title to win. Yeah. And obviously, you know, that's not a AEW recognized title. Taz invented that title. So again, now, now that it's out of his son's hands, I personally would like to see him a little more uh, active um, yeah. as maybe a manager backstage or just being like a dick on commentary as he kind of has been. Yeah. But, yeah. I want to see some more Taz infused. Uh, no, no, I do too. Like more number two, number two. <laughs> you remember Powerhouse Hobbs, right? I do. <laughs> okay, so um, we had oh, we had Marvez, Alex Scoops, as they're calling me. So they've kind of turned him into like a breaking news reporter of sort, like trying to go get the scoops. It's pretty funny, and you know. Uh, so he shows up to a restaurant where Jericho and Dan Callis are having din dinner. Callis trying to recruit Jericho into the Don Dan Callis family. Um, so this has been interesting. And um, once they saw the camera, they shooed them out of there. Yes. And then next, Adam Cole and MJF. I know you haven't really seen any of this because you have. Oh, I loved it. I loved it so I much. I figured. Yeah, I yeah, figured yeah, you probably would. Yeah, I mean, like, it was, like, a better version of the Vegas thing because they had the same spot whenever, I think, what was it, whenever the waiter told MJF that his water was sake and, and they yeah. were like, what the cutaway? Yeah. You know, like, like, yeah. like they did that same spot there. Yeah, I love this bromance. I'm all about it. Yeah, and this has been going on now for a few weeks with different type segments like this. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's obviously going to break apart at the seams at some point, but I, you know, this, yeah, there was a I heard their attention, you know, I heard the ratings have been very good for these segments. The merch, like the shirt, the what is yeah, it? The, uh, better than you, baby shirt that yeah. they have is like selling very well. Um, so yeah, this is it's great. I mean, obviously, it's a little hokey and a little cheesy, but it's I love intended it. Yeah, to yeah. Be, yeah. You know, it reminds me of that inner circle stuff, you know, yeah, absolutely. And, and especially get, both these guys are just great with it, too. Yeah, you get to see a different side of MJF, a different side of Adam Cole. You know, this is by far the most interesting thing Cole has done in his AEW run. Um, yeah, like character, like acting wise, yes. versus in ring. Yeah, yeah, and the I know you didn't catch the first match between the two that ended in a thirty minute draw, but it was amazing. Um, so yeah, happy to see Cole. You know, getting the light shined on him and getting to show his talent, and then just MJF doing his thing. And like, even we'll get to the match here in a bit, but like just seeing him in the match, like, you know, slapping hands with fans and, you know, being a baby face, you know, mm -hmm. truly um, is a ton of fun, but uh, mm -hmm. yeah, this stuff has been great from the get go. And yes. uh, we'll uh, talk a little more here after the match, but uh, 
yeah, fun stuff here at dinner. Um, and yeah, so you kind of heard them talk at dinner about the double clothesline. Like that's been kind I of, did, yeah. they've been teasing that like in the matches they've had, they've talked, which is funny. Cause like, that's not like a special move at all. You know, it's a very yeah. just standard double team move, but they've been building it up so much as a thing that uh, we'll see what happens, mm-hmm. but good stuff here. Then we had Marvez again and a parking lot with Callis and Jericho bringing back memories of when he was kind of trying to chase down. What was it? Kenny and Callis. Oh yeah. Like on the it, golf, course. golf course. Yeah. Yeah. He was like in a school with Kenny, like reading to kids <laughs> shit like that. So, um, and Callis called Marvez an idiot. Jericho called him a fat headed idiot. So, pretty classic yeah, he likes some people fat heads he really does so next we have a squash match dr Britt baker dmd versus kayla sparks one minute something not much to say here um Peace. yeah it's a shame that this i mean obviously blood and guts takes up half the show here but you know this is just like all right let's just throw a women's match out there yeah well i don't think you needed that to i mean you needed to you know yeah, it. I just wish it was something a little more significant, you know. But. Well, and, and don't we have what is it, the world title eliminator coming up with Ruby Soho and um, Willow Nightingale? Well, that was the uh, Owen Hart final. Oh, Owen Hart final. Will, yeah, my bad. Willow won. So Willow that was won. also okay. on collision. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, I remember seeing. Okay. Um, there was a battle of the belts as well that I didn't watch. All the champions retained, but. Um, Tony Storm defeated Taya Valkyrie in that match. But, yeah, I don't really know the direction of the women's division right now. Unfortunately, it's been kind of back to where it was after, you know, a couple months of some strong, you know, matches, somewhat stories, I guess. But, um, you know, with Tony Storm being the champion and being from the UK, got to think there'll be a big match for her at All In. Yeah. Maybe they bring someone over from Japan, perhaps. Plenty of talent over there. But, uh, yeah, not much else to say about the uh, current state of the women's division. Although I am happy that Willow Nightingale won. um, And she defeated Athena, who's the ROH women's champion in the semis. So she's getting a title shot um, at the ROH pay-per-view Death Before Dishonor, which is tonight. Um, And their first match, which was for the ROH title, was outstanding and one of the best women's american matches this year and i think willow's gonna get it so that's exciting but uh yeah on the aew side not much going on right now okay next we had mjf and cole interviewed by renee where they showed off their Mm -hmm. matching trunks and matching jackets and um so another part of this story has been you saw at the end of this with roderick strong coming in like after they left like adam with his neck brace Um, yeah that's how i figured that was i I was like oh yeah so because remember strong helped cole beat jericho in that match that ended up outside you know they Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were in what, undisputed what, era together what, what, in NXT. With the dirt and garden, yeah, you know, spot. But yeah. like ever since Cole and MJF have gotten together and strong, I think it was a match against Samoa Joe in the tournament. Hurt his neck. He's just been like kind of in the background and like trying to get Cole's attention and trying to like tell you know, hey, MJF's a snake, but Cole ain't listening right now and he's uh, doing his own thing. So uh, you know, that's uh, something to keep an eye on as yes. well. 
Okay, next we had the match. Well, before the match, what would you think of the dance-off? Uh, oh, the dance-off? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I, I mean, cool, I guess. I don't know. Like, like it, it just seemed very, like, just a trick, like, I don't know, just what was going on with MJF, which is so much cooler than this horse shit. And I was just like, you know, cool that you're having it, but I just, like, it didn't really move the needle. I was just like, oh, this is happening. Makes sense. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I got some chuckles out of it. I mean, my favorite part was when Garcia slid through Sammy's legs. Oh, with legs. his legs. It, well, like, and I'm that glad, uh, well, well, that and gave I'm glad, me a nice pop. Well, and I'm glad that, like, AEW, like, they, they like, turned down the lights and put on the disco ball. You know, they, yeah. they, they, they you know, they've at least invested into it, which, like, I think that's cool, you know, despite like the fact that it's like kind of silly, you know, yeah. at least Which, again, you know, put that stuff, was the, that was the put production behind it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. So, so yeah, kind of lame, but kind of funny, but the match sure. Adam Cole and MJF defeat Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara in 10 minutes, 44 seconds. And this was just a, so much fun, you know, like this yeah, was just was. a good time to watch. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, you know, just kind of a lot of just character stuff. Yeah. Characters being characters like, contrast this with what we saw on collision you know like yeah. like, like, like yeah. i know obviously like apples to you know um cuties tangerines <laughs> but like yeah you know like you know something that's like a solid wrestling versus something that's like character based but both can be very entertaining you know i thought this was entertaining as hell yeah very very much so um and cole and mjf do get the win with the double clothesline crowd pops huge um, but yeah, just good action throughout this for sure. I think everyone knew MJF and Cole were going to win because mm. it just makes sense to keep this going um, and see what happens in the match against FTR. I'm guessing they're not going to win, and that's kind of when the dissension starts. But yes. um, yeah, this was just a great time. Um, but And we did have the little tease after the match with Cole picking up the AEW World yes. Championship and kind of just looking at it and MJF being like, what the fuck, man? That's my belt. Um, but then they hug it out, but then MJF still kind of gives him that little look. So, even, well, okay, let's talk. Then FTR comes out. Um, they didn't really do anything, right? They were just kind of like staring down. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was just staring like we got a match coming. Ooh, it's July you know, 29th, yeah. so it'll be next week's collision. Okay. Definitely got to keep our eyes on that. But let me ask you this. So, <clears throat> clearly, this is going to be leading to a world title match between MJF and Adam Cole. I would guess likely at either All In or All Out. Who knows? I mean, maybe they could keep this tag team thing going a little longer, but... I suspect they'll lose the match to FTR. And one of the two is going to turn on the other at some point. Now, Logic would think that MJF would be that person to turn first. I want to see Cole. Oh, I turn. do too. I think that would be so much more narratively interesting. Yeah, yeah because yeah. he, you know, they had the draw. For him to earn another title shot, he I think he needs to outsmart MJF and beat him to the punch and be because like everyone and their brother is expecting MJF to turn on Cole. But I really, really want and I think he should like I think that's the direction they should go. And would just yeah. like you said, it would just make things a lot more interesting and really kind of, you know, maybe not the first time, but the first time during this title reign that anyone's really, like, gotten one over on MJF. Oh, totally. No, I completely agree. And I think, like, that would, like, at least make this 
feud, you know, just a little bit more interesting, you know, or just like, you know, a little bit more, a little bit more different than the previous feuds that MJF has had. Yeah. And like JCB and I were talking the other night, like he was saying all out or all in for this match. I was kind of thinking all out only my thought process was, and I have no idea how these cards are going to shake out. Good luck booking two massive cards a week apart. But um, I feel like all in since it's such a bigger show is going to be more like dream match based, you know, I'm sure there'll be some AEW story stuff, but I feel like all out, will be more like AEW story yeah, yeah, driven. More narrative stuff. Or do you think like they're going to like, I, I'm, I imagine they'll have a few things that happen at all in. That yeah. Will be resolved or, or continue. Or maybe or, they're in a tag match at all in or something. I don't know. But like the match would have already probably had to be announced for all out. I would think. Ha- has but, anything been announced for either pay-per-view? No, no, nothing official yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Samoa Joe and Zack Sabre Jr. appears to be likely. They've kind of been feuding on um, Ring of Honor a little bit uh, because they're both television champions. You know, Zack, New Japan, uh, Samoa Joe, Ring of Honor, which that would be an awesome match. But aside from that, no. I mean, I got to think Kenny's going to be in a big match. I don't know if it'll be Osprey yet. Um, I still think Kenny Punk is possible. Um, you know, the rumors kind of came out that Punk had said he would be the fifth member of the Blackpool Combat Club um, for Blood and Guts. And again, this is just fucking dirt sheet rumors that but that the yeah. young bucks were the ones that vetoed that. So who knows? But, you know, maybe Kenny and Okada in this spot yeah. again. I don't know with it being shortly after the G1. Um, but. I think there's going to be some really big marquee matches on that card, but it'll be interesting to see how they both shake out. And oh, for one, sure. one thing that I think should be good is hopefully with two big cards a week apart, you see different talent on. So like we just get to see more wrestlers featured, uh-huh. you know, that maybe wouldn't be featured on a pay-per-view, you know, when they do just the, the four. So <laughs> interesting stuff ahead yes. here. And would you agree that uh, FTR is probably going to beat, MJF and Oh no, I would totally agree. Yeah, like there, there's kind of no point, you know, you know, on a Roman Reigns that shit where you know they start collecting belts and all this crazy stuff. So yeah. Okay. Um. Then there was a brief uh, backstage with Darby Allen, Nick Wayne. You know, what do you know about Nick Wayne? Nothing. Okay. So he he was he's been in GCW. He was actually signed by Tony Khan at age 16 whoa, but whoa. couldn't come until he graduated high school, which he mm-hmm. has now done. So similar yeah. to Billy Starks, like I think she's officially signed. I'm not 100%, yeah. but Nick Wayne, prodigy from Seattle, which is where Darby's from, where Swerve is from. His dad I think his name was Buddy Wayne, was a wrestler and was training with his dad at like age nine. They had a ring in their garage. Like they showed this vignette like a couple weeks ago. So he is an up and comer. Like I said, he's currently 18. He's amazing. So uh, I I presume this kid's going to be an AEW world champ one day, probably not for a long time, but uh, I think you'll like him. He's very much like a young Will Ospreay in the ring. Uh Like he can do everything. He can fly. He can wrestle. He's got charisma. Um, So he had his first match against Swerve, which they had wrestled like a big match in what's called Defy, which is a promotion in Seattle. 
um, and Nick Wayne beat him in like a 35-minute oh. match. Uh, but Swerve got the W. It was dynamite last week mm-hmm. um, in a, a good match as well. You know, it got like 10 and a half minutes, mm-hmm. but it was good stuff. So um, you're going to like him, and I didn't think we had talked about him yet. Oh, so. I've not, yeah, yeah, no, I haven't heard you mention him until now. Yeah, because he just debuted a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> But they were talking about the Royal Rampage, which is a battle royal on Rampage to determine uh, the number one contender for the TNT Championship. Um, and then the best friends are out there. They're going to be in a four-way tag title match for the Ring of Honor titles tonight, which are held by the Lucha Bros. And Orange Cassidy, they asked if he could defend his belt against A.R. Fox. So yep. that should who's another guy kind of from that area as well. So that'll be another defense for Orange. I assume He ain't going to lose that one. No offense, A.R. Fox, but should be a fun match. Um, so, yeah. Uh, hopefully orange has a big match at one of these two shows. And again, like it's time, I think it's time to move this belt as much as great as it's been. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not complaining for sure. Like he's, he's been amazing in this role and, you know, much treated much more seriously. Um, but yeah. What'd you think of uh chompy the shark? Oh Lord. (laughs) I liked it. I'm down with chompy. You got to love the, the branding with Shark Week here. Oh, yeah. No, it was all over the place. Oh, speaking of branding, I've meant to ask you this. Um, should we spend uh, some of next month's Manscaped money and buy Fight Forever? Oh, let's and, do like, it. And play it and review yeah, it. Yeah, let's do it. I think we totally should. Not I was like buzzed and a little man. little high the other night after work and that idea came. But it was like, yeah, no, let's it was do like it. 3 a.m. I would love to. I mean, yeah. like, like Addy's got a PS5, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah let's so do it. We could buy it for that. But yeah, it was like 3 a.m. when I thought about it and I didn't want to text you then. And, I, and then I kind of forgot. So no, uh, no, let's do it. I'm a zillion percent down. Yeah, yeah. Because right. uh, I kind of wanted to buy it anyway, but it's like, uh, well, we can how much is it like 60 like 60 or 70 bucks oh, not yeah. bad yeah. yeah um but travis from the wrestle special he recently had an episode i thought was very funny and interesting where he re- so he had played the game a lot but he the gimmick for the episode was he reviewed the reviews of the game yeah. <laughs> which a lot of them were pretty negative and then yeah. he would kind of put his spin on it uh, so that's what kind of gave me the idea of like, one, I just want to play the game because it's modeled after like the old N64 games. It's yeah, it looks like a lot more style. arcade based. Yeah, yeah like it, the graphics were never intended to be like the hallmark yeah. of the game. Right. But the gameplay is supposed to be like very like old school N64 style, yeah. which is what we grew up on at, you know, WCW, NWO Revenge. There's WWF No Mercy. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that should mm-hmm. be fun. Yes. So be on the lookout for that probably sometime in August. I would. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Sounds like a good August thing. Hell yeah. Okay, so blood and guts, baby. Yes. Um, it was. It's weird. Cage match has the match at twenty three oh one, but that is. I assume that's when because the match truly doesn't begin until the last person is in. But I think uh-huh. it was in total like fifty one minutes. Yeah, the hour essentially. Yeah. So two near hour matches in the same week in AEW. Um, but yeah, there's obviously a lot to talk about here. Um, let's just jump to it. So the Golden Elite, the team of Hangman Adam Page, Kenny Omega, Kota Ibushi, and the Young Bucks defeat the Blackpool Combat Club team of Claudio Mox, Wheeler Yuta, Takeshita, and Pac. 
the fifth member. Kenny, Kenny, Kenny. Yeah, that was an interesting fifth member. But any, any kind of makes sense given yeah. his history. With because remember he was on the other side of that trios set best of seven. He and Kenny already had plenty of history there, and he mm-hmm. kind of just fits that Blackpool combat mold of just being a bastard asshole fighter. So mm-hmm. no. you know, given the situation, I think it made sense. But um, let's just thoughts overall on this um you know it was wild you know mm-hmm. there was a lot of crazy shit beds of nails broken yeah. glass yeah uh, I, I, yeah that stuff was really compelling duplexes like, on top of the cage yeah um, and i mean like there wasn't like a throw you throw you off the top of the cage spot but like i think like it like didn't need that and like i didn't want that you know kind of come the end of the match yeah and uh yeah no i thought like i hadn't seen the better nails before and like yeah just you know the stuff with the glass and the bed of nails like had enough gravity as it is. Yeah. So um, you know, I thought I thought it was, you know, not the best blood and guts, but a solid entry, you know, a good entry in the series of this. It might have been my favorite. I was trying to think back. Um, I feel like I liked I couldn't even remember if I liked the first or second better. They've all been like around for me, like four and a quarter, four and yeah. a half stars. If there were no commercials. Yeah. I feel like it would be maybe a little higher. So I actually watched mm-hmm. through the picture in picture for like the last two because mm-hmm. they were like, what, four or five commercial breaks. Right. But I was like, at that point, like everyone was in and I was pretty into it. Um, but, you know, for me personally, you know, Kota Ibushi was my favorite wrestler in the world from basically 2018 till the start of the pandemic. And he's, you know, barely been seen like, I know I told you this before, but he had an injury in the G1 final 2021 where they had to stop the match, which fucking sucked. Uh Hadn't been seen, had a big falling out with New Japan. I'm not going to get into the details. So he's gone from New Japan. He resurfaced WrestleMania weekend this year at GCW. Had a a no ropes fight with speedball Mike Bailey that was fun, but it was like seven minutes. And it was, again, more like martial arts-based. And then he had kind of not a hardcore match, but he fought Joey Janela in GCW, who's definitely more of a hardcore. And those are the only two matches he's had. So um, it's just even though I'll be honest, he didn't look that great. You know, he was came in a little chunky like he's always just so fucking shredded. So like that was just kind of weird. And, you know, his entrance to the match I loved where he basically just closed fist punched everyone because <laughs> yeah. that's like kind of his thing. Like when he flips the switch to what mm-hmm. they call murder Ebu, yeah. he just becomes a fucking maniac. So to have him do that right off the jump. Another moment later in the match, I think all four other uh, Golden Elite guys were in submissions. And then he basically just went one by one and kicked the shit out of all yeah. of them to break it up. Um that was cool. But in general, you know, like, I feel like he wasn't super prominently. Yeah. 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 Being last in. But yeah, like, you know, like the narrative didn't like circle around him or it just. Yeah. It, it, he was. Yeah. Not he and Hangman people. both like Hangman, of course, had his shit with Moxley. You know, they've had that blood feud earlier this year. But he, to me, didn't really stand out as much as like Kenny and the Young Bucks did. But this was riveting. I was enthralled from beginning to end. I didn't love the ending where we had Pac leave. 
we had to catch to leave. It just it didn't feel right. It, well, it took like, the air out of the balloon. Everyone's beating up on Wheeler Utah. Yeah, you know, so like this should be a true limb, fight you know? to the death type of thing. And it's yeah. like once those guys left, it, yeah, it took the air out of the yeah, balloon. yeah. And there's still yeah, like and I remember like at least from what I watched, I was like, oh, there's still like a few minutes, and I'm like, what are you gonna do with this now? Like the yeah. result, the outcome is now obvious. But so here's actually a reason why I bet plans change so the ring of honor so claudio is the ring of honor world champ their pay-per-view is tonight it was originally going to be eddie kingston challenging but he's currently in the g1 and tony mm-hmm. khan let him do that which was mm-hmm. very gracious and mm-hmm. i'm excited because eddie kingston in the g1 is fucking awesome and he already had an outstanding match with shingo mm-hmm. option number two was going to be mark briscoe but he He's just had it sounds like he had a lot of lingering injuries and had to pull out. So basically, like with a week to go, he didn't have a main event for this show. Yeah. So it's now Claudio Pack will be the main event, which should be awesome. But they had to do something to get to that point because the show is two days after Dynamite and they didn't have a main event. So that, yeah. you know, it started with Claudio. Yeah, yeah. It's just a booking log jam. Yes. So the match should be great. You know, it's tough spot for TK, but, uh, you know, that clearly affected this match. And, you know, it's probably a large reason why Pac was in it, even though he was a great option, I think. Yeah. But yeah, it just, it didn't end yeah, great. Very, 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 de- very deflating kind of ending, you know, yeah. a- anti climax. You yeah, know, but yeah, a really, really fun fuck fest of a match. Yeah, yeah, um, no, I know. I agree with. I I agree with like the the entirety of the match. But yeah, that ending. Yeah, um, not, not not, but like just kind of. Yeah, it wasn't horrible, but yeah, yeah like yeah. suck the air out of the balloon is the perfect way to put it. Like, mm. um, remember the? I think it was the first one where is it? Sammy got thrown off or something by M. Like someone was down below. MJF was up with Jericho and Sammy called it off and he still threw him off. And then the yeah. second one, Sammy got thrown off. So you're right. Like we didn't need that again. It had already mm-hmm. happened twice. Um, but uh, yeah, again, still thrilled to see Abushi here. Um, definitely curious to see how, you know, when he'll be back. Like I doubt he's full time at this point, but kind of think he'll be involved in that all-in card at some in some capacity oh for sure i think so kenny Takeshta is certainly a money match coming up so uh kenny and kota were in ddt when Takeshta and they mentioned this guy's name on the broadcast tetsuya endo mm-hmm. were like coming up as the next biggest stars of ddt after mm-hmm. kenny and kota so there's yeah. a lot of history with Takeshta and those two guys so got to think those matches are probably going to happen. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, pretty imminently. Got to think we're going to yeah. at some point get a Golden Lovers match, which is Kenny and Ibushi as a tag team. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. I hope we see more than less of him because he's just awesome. And, you know, despite not being in the best shape that he was, I mean, the guys wrestled fucking oh, yeah. times in the last 20 months, basically. So, mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, and then so when the program went off the air, they did kind of have like they shook hands and it pretty much seemed like this is the end of the rivalry as mm-hmm. it should, at least as a whole. You know, I could see like we just said Kenny Takeshita, et cetera, kind of. But, 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 but yeah, like, 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 the, like the big narrative, you know, yeah. clashy thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think it's like about time to kind of put that to bed. 
you know, yeah. and kind of move on to something else just because, I mean, I mean, they are the two staples of AEW. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, they can't just be like bashing with each other. Especially with Jericho Appreciation Society kind of. So that, that's one thing we didn't talk about was uh, Jericho on commentary for that match. And then after the match, getting up and mm-hmm. Sammy and Garcia just basically, not basically, but blowing him off, walking right past him because... Mm-hmm. You know, he's been teasing this Don Callis thing. And, you know, it seems like it's going to go that direction, which I'm fine with. Yeah, I think, I'm fine with I that, think, too. Yeah. I think Jass has definitely run its course. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of annoying almost at this point. <laughs> you know, like it's it's just like kind of like like more co- comedy yeah. than like actual like serious it's, wrestling. They serve their purpose. Gravitas. They yes. had some good shit. You know, that first Anarchy in the Arena match mm-hmm. last year that they were a part of. You know, plenty of other things. But, yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's done. And, you know, they were already kind of teasing Sammy as a bit of a baby face during that, you know, run up to double or nothing. And, you know, even a little bit after, Mm -hmm. you know, he and Garcia, even though they lost, you know, they'd never really been on the same page. And now they kind of seem like they are, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Daddy Magic and Cool Hand Ange and Jake Hager are all just kind of bit parts anyway. You know, they're just comic relief. So, yeah, yeah, we'll see how that shakes out. We'll see. uh, yeah, I mean, we've got, what, a little over a month. I think All In is August 27th, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that should be – I guess we're kind of in build mode for that now. Yes, we um, are. Yeah. I don't know if they've really announced anything for Dynamite this next week or Collision. Yeah, I don't know. Fuck. But, uh, yeah, a little short one here today. We're coming in under an hour. You got uh, anything else uh, to discuss here? Not in particular, but yeah, I'm, no, I'm looking forward to this upcoming build and like kind of really getting back into AEW because whenever I watch Dynamite, just kind of hearing just Excalibur and stuff like that, like that's always just sort of felt like coming home to me from yeah. wrestling. So like yeah. whenever I heard that again, I'm like, ah, yeah, there's sort of like a, you know. Jim Ross, Excalibur, Tony Schiavone. Equalizer. <laughs> Actually, I saw an Equalizer 3 trailer. Oh um, my goodness. Yeah, I think it led Indiana Jones. Yeah, uh, yeah, but um, there better well, there better be Dana Owens in it. That's all I gotta mm, say. You, you better believe it. Um, yeah. So SummerSlam, we're like a little less, a little over two weeks away yeah. from SummerSlam. We'll certainly be covering that, but hopefully we can uh, next story coming. Yeah, that as well, and hopefully we can get one more in before SummerSlam. I yeah. know I mentioned to you I would like to review SummerSlam 1994 potentially with a guest so mm-hmm. be on the look for that maybe be in the next episode like week of SummerSlam. i think mm-hmm. we could maybe get that accomplished uh so you'd be back so oh be, yeah big time easily yeah yeah, yeah I'll let be, me i'll, I'll, I'll let be me back next week i'll be back next weekend pull up the calendar here so yeah maybe like monday the 31st yeah can, to- yeah yeah totally yeah or that, you know, one day that week, whenever it may yep. be. And yeah, then no, we'll do SummerSlam, and then it'd be full AEW mode there till through all through all out, probably, with who knows what else, and probably the conclusion of Vince and the Machine, I would guess, yes. would probably be before that point as well. Yeah, yeah, no, so, yeah, that, 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 yeah that, that's definitely the goal. So. Hell yeah, man. Well, uh, have fun. Have a blast. Um, yeah, see the sights, drink some beers. That's exactly what I'm going to do. All on the docket. Excellent. All right. Well, hopefully we'll have this out uh, tomorrow before, you know, or I guess you'd be gone already. But, uh, yeah, I think you'll be seeing this uh, soon. Yes, you will. Okay. Bye. Have a great week.